0: You know, I'm not unhappy, I'm doing things I enjoy, like gardening and going out with my friends, but I just keep asking myself, is this all there is? Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but
1: we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is a show where we talk about what you need to know besides money when you retire. Our guest for today is Janelle Anderson, and she works with women as a certified professional coach through her business, Emerging Life Coaching. Now, she typically works with women who are transitioning into a new season of life, whether that's the busy mother raising children, probably not our listeners, or the empty nest season, probably our listeners, or the busy career life to the season of retired life. And she helps them discover a new game to play and who they truly want to be in this third act of life. Her work with clients includes one-on-one private coaching sessions, as well as coaching groups, workshops, and personal development classes. She developed a retirement transition course Called Pathways to a Fulfilling Life in Retirement, and that's the whole reason why I wanted to have her come onto the show. So, welcome to the show, Janelle.
0: Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be
1: here. So, how did you create this course?
0: I went to um, Virginia Tech, which is close by uh, where I live, and they had a an event one day, and it was a kickoff event to start their Uh, Lifelong Learning Institute, which is really uh, a lot of classes for people 50 and older that they can enroll in all kinds of different classes. And I went over to their kickoff event and just approached the people at the table that organized the event and said, hey, I work with women over 50 and I would love to do a workshop here or a class. And they were very excited about that idea. And they connected me with the local AARP president. And so he and I met and we were just kicking around some ideas. And he said, you know, I would really like to offer classes dealing with transitions because people 50 and older are going through so many of them. And so we talked about this idea of the transition into retirement. And so then I developed a six-week class with that idea in mind and, um, they accepted it and we did it. And it was, um, it was a very well-attended popular class.
1: That's awesome. Do you do this class online as well? Or was it strictly for the, um, AARP event for lifelong learning?
0: It was originally for them. And, uh, so from there I am developing, um, a program, a one-on-one coaching program where people could coach with me going through um, similar it's taken from that class so a very similar program and then I, um, I am thinking about offering it online. I have not yet I've only done the class in person with that group but that was just this past spring so uh, it's a work in progress but it definitely uh, is on the um, future docket to develop into an online course uh and then a coaching one-on-one program.
1: Well that's pretty cool. So what what's covered in this 6 week course? Do you cover one thing at a time or are there several things? How does it how does it work?
0: Well, it starts off the first week it's a 6 week uh, the coaching program would be 6 weeks and the um, Online class would be very similar to this. So we would start off just assessing where where the person is or where the people are in this idea of transition. There's there's cycles that people go through when they're going through transitions, and there are many in retirement. Uh, So we look at that, like where are you? And I call it REC. It stands R E C. It stands for Release, Explore, and Create. And so they might be in that release phase where they're still letting go of the past life and still kind of getting used to not working and not being around the people they used to work with and not doing all the day-to-day things that they did in their job, um, and then they might have moved into the phase of explore, like what do I want to do now? Uh, what are all those opportunities out there? And things that maybe I haven't done for a long time that I would love to ch- you know, check out or new things. And then they might be in the create stage where they're actually setting out steps, definite uh, goals and action steps and plans to create this new life in retirement. And so people are at different stages. So we look at that to begin with, kind of where are you? And it's totally normal wherever you are. You might be in the release stage for a year, you know, just you need that time. And so we just kind of lay that groundwork. Uh, Often there's a lot of self-judgment, like I should be somewhere else. I should be further along, you know, uh, in my transitioning into retirement. So we just deal with that and just put them in a place of, you know, this is where I am and it's perfectly fine and uh, it just kind of helps set the stage for the rest of the program.
1: It's like stressing over the fact that you have blue eyes instead of brown <laughs> eyes. Exactly. <laughs> so you are what you it, are.
0: Yeah, just give yourself permission, just relax and and uh, there are some assessments I also do. There's, um, uh, We do a values assessment which is really helpful when you're trying to kind of get to know, well, who am I? You is, know? That in,
1: is that in week <laughs> one, that values assessment?
0: Yes, I, I give that to them. Um, either they work on it between week one and week two, or sometimes I give that to them as prep work uh, be- before beginning the program mm-hmm. so that we look at it in week one. Uh, there's also a, another assessment that's more in-depth that is optional because it costs a little bit more, but it's very powerful. It's called the Energy Leadership Index Assessment. Um, and that is something I'm certified to to um, give and to uh, assess and analyze. And it really is like holding up a mirror to see where you or how you show up in your life, in the different areas of your life, in your relationships and looking at it in the perspective of energy levels, which really relate to how we think and what we believe, what are our emotions, you know, all of that in any given situation. It looks at your stress reaction and it kind of looks at your default tendencies of how how you basically show up in life. And it's very in-depth and it's very enlightening. Um, So I give that to them ahead of time. And then we have a debrief session where we really go into that in-depth and look at where they're at in their life.
1: And what's that called again, Janelle? It's
0: called the Energy Leadership Index Assessment.
1: Okay. Thank you. Energy Leadership Index Assessment. Correct. Perfect. Great. Thanks. So that would also be done... In week one or in preparation of week one, but there's an extra fee for that. Right. Okay, great. So what happens in week two?
0: So then we've laid the kind of the groundwork of where are you and um, all of that. And then we start envisioning, you know, where do you want to go and who do you want to be in this season of life? You know, you choose that, you know, and uh, so setting that vision. And I have some exercises I do to really help them um, picture in detail you know who do they want to be and where do they want to go and and just dream you know just take off the limits and don't worry about um you know whether or not you can afford it or whether or not you can do it let's just dream let's dream big and kind of get that down um, on paper in some form or maybe do a vision board and just really you know paint a big picture of what's possible and then we, we go from there into uh What's stopping you then? You know? Is that
1: week three, or is that still in week two?
0: That would be week three.
1: Okay. So, what's stopping you in week three, and what do you do in that week?
0: Well, there are. Uh, there's an acronym that that I use. It's Gales, GAILS. G A I L S, and that stands for Gremlins, assumptions, interpretations, and limiting beliefs. And those are all. Inner blocks, things that within that can stop us and hold us back. And so we start to look at, um, you know, what what are your thoughts and what are the thoughts that come up every time you think about doing this, but you don't do it? You know, and then we kind of just dive into that like, what's getting in your way and why is it that getting in your way and how can we remove that obstacle um, so that you can move forward? And a lot of times it's a reframing of what you're believing and looking at, is this really true what I'm believing or is it just something I'm assuming is true? Uh, So there's a lot of inner work there. It's kind of like rewriting the inner story of what you're telling yourself, tapes that run in your mind, you know, over and over again.
1: Yes. Kind of thing. Okay. So Gail's G A I L S gremlins, assumptions, interpretations, limiting beliefs. Did I miss an S or the S is plural. Or
0: oh, oils. more than one.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, thanks. I was, I was writing this down furiously trying to figure oh. out. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, along
0: with that, too, we also talk about outer blocks because there are things in life, you know, circumstances um, that can influence whether or not we step out toward a goal like um, money, you know, or um, maybe somebody in your life that's, not supporting you or you know it could be where you're living and you want to maybe live at the beach and do some things at the beach but you're in the mountains um, you know just those kinds of things and how to work around those to really achieve your goals. Okay I
1: get it um, kind of like I would love to travel 90 days a year mm-hmm. you know <laughs> go on one of these round of the world tours and my husband's like no no <laughs> I don't want to do all that traveling. I want to stay here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's an outer block for you.
1: Okay. I get it. Yeah. I'm blocked from that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Okay. Now all of that is done on week three. Is that correct?
0: Yes. And now going into week four, we would probably do more work around that. Um, And in that week four would be like, okay, we've identified some blocks. How can we remove them? And we talk a lot about those energy levels Um, you know, just identifying because there's an energy level associated with our thoughts and our emotions. For example, somebody who is thinking, oh, this is never going to change. I can't do anything about this. That would be what we would call level one. Um, and that's a level where if you're having those kinds of thoughts and beliefs, you're not likely to take much action because you believe that you can't change anything, But if you're at a level um, five, that's more like, oh, I just see opportunities everywhere. You know, there's an opportunity there. There's so many possibilities. So if you have that kind of thought and the emotions associated, that would be, you know, excitement and enthusiasm. And then you're more likely to take action at that point.
1: So is your goal to help people move up those levels?
0: Yes, and just help them identify where they are and why they're there and then how can they choose a different, you know, you really can choose how to think. Uh, And that takes some work because we have thought patterns that, you know, we've had for a long time, Um, but it's definitely uh, possible and it's very empowering when People start to see and even just identifying, oh, I'm at level one and it's okay for right now because that's where I'm at. So no condemnation, but I don't want to stay here. So how can I, you know, what's a new empowering thought or belief that I can have? And it's just the possibilities, putting the possibilities in front of people when they've so long thought that there weren't any is uplifting and you can feel and hear the energy shift even with that. Uh, So then, you know, once they start to see where they're at and kind of get an understanding of why they're feeling that way and why they're thinking that way, then we begin to, you know, write that new story. Okay, let's start thinking about how can we shift? How can we, what's a new thought we could start to have and think,
1: you know? Is all of that in week four?
0: Yes. So between three and four, we're really working a lot in that area of thoughts and emotions and and what's blocking, and then how can we shift? So those kind of go together uh, around that that whole idea.
1: So week three would be what's stopping you, and week four is possibilities. Is that yes? You would? Yeah.
0: Write a new story. Okay.
1: Yeah. Great. So what happens in week five?
0: So in week five, we start looking at relationships, because relationships are another area of a lot of transition when you're going into retirement. Uh, Part of it is leaving the relationships you developed at work. And there's that sense of loss there. Um, Another relationship that's huge in transition in this time of life is the marriage relationship.
1: Right. Um, I've actually seen a lot of people get divorced after retirement.
0: Oh yeah. And I have too. And I have clients that are either, in the middle of divorce, or they have divorced, or they're contemplating it, or they're just like in that struggle of, oh, I don't know what, you know, who is this person I'm married to, and um, just kind of assessing and then deciding, do I want to stay in this marriage and work on it and make it something new? Or, you know, so there's a whole lot of work around that. And and um, I don't give advice as a coach. Um, I approach it as the client has the answers within And they, I just want to draw that out of them and I want to help them see what those answers are that they have within. And so um, around the relationship area, um, since I am not a counselor and I don't give advice, I just try to help them kind of look at the relationships, the, the key relationships in their life and where are they? Are they energizing? Are they bringing life to me or are they draining me? And then deciding, okay, if they're energizing, how do I enhance that and build that more? If they're draining, then what do I want to do about it? Um, And especially with the marriage. Now, with the marriage relationship, I like to just get them to focus on themselves and stop trying to change their partner because that doesn't usually work. (laughs) (laughs) But if they begin to look at themselves like, how am I responding to my partner? You know, and how what they say to me or whatever they're doing, they're choosing to do. How do I choose to respond? And then what's happening inside of me to cause me to respond the way I am. Um, I I have done a lot of that work myself. And so I'll tell them stories from my own life right. <laughs> that really help. So that really seems to cause a huge shift, just working within your own, um, mind and heart and, and looking at yourself in that relationship.
1: Well, I and love that, the fact that you say it's, um, you know, how do I respond? Because what I have noticed is that some of us talk to our spouses in a way that we've never talked to our friends.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: You know, <laughs> you know sometimes you're like, wow, yeah. <laughs> you're treating your friend in a much better manner than you would treat your spouse. Like if your, if your friend said, Oh, did you get a new dress? You might respond. Oh yeah. You know, it's really great about it over here. And here, if, if your spouse said, Oh, did you get a new dress? Then you, I can buy a new dress if I want to. <laughs> right.
0: that's, that's a great example. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I did this, in my own self, I discovered when I finally took the time to look within me instead of trying to point out all of his faults, <laughs> I discovered that a lot of the way I was responding to him was out of this defense mechanism. I I had this limiting belief that whatever it was he was saying to me, he was trying to point out something wrong in me and I would immediately get defensive and come back on the attack. And when I started to really look within, I realized, wait a minute, he is not attacking me. He is upset because of something within him and I didn't do anything wrong and it was really how I was seeing myself. And so through this process, the buttons that used to get pushed when he would start to yell because he did yell a lot when he got upset, I disconnected the buttons because I stopped taking it personally. And I found myself being calm and it was amazing. It was like I was watching a movie. I was so like, you know, detached from that emotional reaction wow. to just, oh, look, he's upset. I wonder what's going on, you know? And then I was able to like look at him with compassion and caring and see things from his point of view because I was no longer on the defensive.
1: That's great. And,
0: and that one shift made huge, huge differences in our relationship because he began to respond to me differently. Um, and so it's been a huge eye-opening experience for me on a personal level.
1: Well, that's great. Well, you know, I, I, I think it's fantastic what you're doing for couples. So, but you only spend one week on that, so it's not like a lifetime yeah. counseling session.
0: No. <laughs> we sort of assess and then we talk a little bit about that, what I, what I just talked about. And then I try to help them come up with a plan of maybe one thing they can start to work on. And then that gets them started. And then once they work on that one area, then they start to see how it makes a difference in the relationship. And then they can go, you know, go on from there. Um, so it really gets them started. And uh, I've seen a, a lot of, huge changes in my clients' relationships just from doing that little bit of work because it's really just being aware, being aware of what's really going on uh, is a huge piece. And then then they can take it from there or they can continue to work with me beyond the program. That's always an
1: option. (laughs) Well, before we get to working with you beyond the program, what do you do in week six?
0: Week six is we tie it all together, and we look at uh, everything we've covered, and then we create your we create your best life. So you have come up with some things that you want to do. You've looked at the things that have been getting in your way, and we've worked some on relationships because that can sometimes get in your way as well. Um, we've talked about your thoughts and your um, beliefs and your Um, how that affects, you know, your behaviors. And so now let's create a plan. What do you want to do? do Where do you want your life to be in six months or a year? You know, maybe even a long vision plan for your retired life. You know, um, make a bucket list, start to create definite uh, action steps and goals. And I give them some worksheets that help them set goals. And uh, it really gives them a tool to use later when we're not working together anymore. They have this tool of how to how to vision out the next three months, how to vision out the next six months, and then really write down specific steps of how to get there. And so that way they leave the program with a better understanding of who they are and what they want to be and how they can uh, really enjoy retirement and do all the things that they really want to do and create the life that they really want to live in retirement.
1: Well, that's great. That's wonderful that you do this. Now, I know that your focus on your one-on-one coaching is for women um, over, was it 50 or 55? Anyway, women in their baby boomer women. Yes. And, um, but this class that you created, that's not necessarily targeted towards women, is it?
0: Not necessarily. The class that I taught uh, at Virginia Tech, was men and women, and uh, it it was perfectly fine for both. Um, I normally work one on one with just women. Um, that does not mean that I won't work with men. That's just my area of focus.
1: Right, right. You you work yeah. with right, exactly. But I I guess I was curious if any couples took the class together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, we did have um, two. Two married couples I'm trying to think if there was another one at least two married couples in that class Um, and one of the wives in one of those couples actually approached me at the end and wanted to start a group coaching with women so we did do that uh, and went further and um, it was really interesting because she in the group started to reveal some of the struggles she was having in her marriage, but you never could tell in the class. And I don't know what the husband got out of the class, but he was very um, attentive and he came every week and seemed to really enjoy it. (laughs) So I'm hoping the two of them are working on that. Uh, But she did create some really good um, steps and goals of how to, you know, begin to work on that marriage relationship. And she is now starting to write books and start her own writing company, um, so she's got a plan for what she wants to do in retirement. So that was really exciting.
1: That is. That's really yeah. great. Yeah. Now, before we, you know, before the show, when we were talking, you had told me a couple of stories one about Margie and one about Sandra. Do you want to share either of those stories? Sure. Um, I'd like to
0: I'll share Margie. She, um, she came to me really, you know, as an empty nester. Basically, she did not work outside the home, but it was like a retirement transition because she had spent, you know, her whole adult life with her children, just raising them and being a mom at home. And now all of a sudden they had all moved out and she was really kind of lost. Um, didn't really know what to do. She didn't have a whole lot of self confidence in herself. She had not used, you know, any job skills to speak of. And so she really didn't know, uh, you know, if I did try to get a job, would I be able to? And she didn't really want a job. She wanted to go out and volunteer in a coffee shop because she loves being around people. And she was terrified of even doing that. And so we worked a lot on that. You know, how does she see herself? And the the big uh, limiting belief or interpretation basically was, I am so afraid of what other people are going to think of me or what other people's opinions are of me. And so we really worked to reframe that to where she realized, you know, that is not important. It's how I see myself. And she's through about three months, about the three month mark, we started to really see her just stepping into her own self and just stepping into this place of power and confidence. And she volunteered at that uh, coffee shop and loved it and did really well. And um, even though she had some fears still, but she faced them and she dealt with them and she learned how to reframe, how to know where her energy level was, how to make that shift in the moment. And then we did some work around her relationship with her husband and um, has, that has really um, progressed nicely. <laughs> um, a lot of it around communication. Uh, just as we were saying, you know, earlier, just responding to him, you know, kind of being judgmental and critical of him where she wouldn't necessarily be the same way with a friend. So we really looked at that and and uh, she started changing how she was responding to him and then he started responding to her differently. So their marriage, uh, when we stopped working together, their marriage was was much stronger and was really making progress. And then her children, her grown children, she needed to set boundaries with them. They would come over and expect her to be mom again and do all the cooking and cleaning and take care of the children and she wasn't asserting herself and so she learned through coaching how to really just speak her mind, you know, this is what I want and this is who I am and this is what I expect and so... That started really changing, and uh, one of her daughter-in-laws I saw at an event, and she said, oh my gosh, the change in Margie is unbelievable. Uh, Her confidence in herself was the biggest thing that she saw.
1: That must make you feel so good to be able to see the fruits of your labor like that.
0: Oh, it does. It's just, that's what what really lights my fire, (laughs) is to see the changes that that I see in my clients and just how much happier they are and how they really have overcome so much. Um, Oh, it's just, it's so rewarding. It's just so rewarding. It's, it's the best thing in the world to me.
1: Definitely so much. You know, we are coming up to the end of the show. So I wanted to get in the two questions that I like to ask all my guests. And the first one is what do you think people ought to know before they retire?
0: Well, and you know, I've talked about this a little bit already, but really knowing that there is not just one transition that's going to happen. I think often people are financially prepared; they've done all that, all of that planning for years. They put their money away, and they've they've got you know all of that set up. But then all of a sudden, they're retired, and they're experiencing all these other transitions. And they don't know what to make of it. So just know that it's many transitions and um, if that's okay and that's totally normal. And sometimes you just might need some time to just readjust and figure out where you are and what you want to do um, and not to not to be worried about that, but just to know there's a lot of changes. Relationships change. How you spend your time changes. Um, And a a lot of times there's experience of loss of purpose and identity. And that's totally normal too but just to know that you are still the same person that accomplished all the wonderful things you accomplished and that part of your life does not disappear but you can actually draw from that to continue to make an impact maybe in a different way. So. I think that's really, really important to know before you retire.
1: Well, thank you for that. I
0: appreciate Mm -hmm. it.
1: And I'm sure my listeners will too. And then the last question is, what if they didn't know you before they retired? Okay. They didn't hear this podcast. Um, They retired five years ago. They're stuck. Mm -hmm. What is your advice for that person?
0: Yes. I actually had have a client that was in that position. She'd been retired for a year and has been stuck. Her biggest thing that kept coming up was, you know, I'm not unhappy. I'm doing things I enjoy like gardening and going out with my friends. But I just keep asking myself, is this all there is? And so I would say, you know, just... Appreciate the moment. Live right now in the present moment and start to really learn how um, how to really find joy right now and and not regret the past. Just let the past go. Don't worry about the future, but live every moment to the fullest. And that can really help people get unstuck because a lot of being stuck is, oh, I should be doing this or I've wasted all this time or... I'm worried about the future. I don't know what the future holds. But if you can let both of those go and just live right now and start looking around at what you have and what's around you and begin to enjoy every single moment and think about what really makes you happy, what really makes your heart sing. Is it gardening? Is it going out and taking a walk? Is it having coffee with friends? Whatever it might be and bring more of those things into your life and when you're doing those things, really really enjoy them in the moment. And that starts to let go of a lot of the things keeping you stuck. And then once you've begun to really enjoy where you are now, then you're in a better place to think, well, what do I want to do tomorrow, you know, and what do I want to do next week? And that that really tends to just kind of propel you out of that
1: great advice thank you so much now if my listener wants to contact you how do they get a hold of you
0: they can email me my email is janelle j-a-n-e-l-l-e at emerginglifecoaching.com and that's e-m-e-r-g-i-n-g life coaching and my phone number is 540- 3910332. 3910332 and then I also have a website which is emerginglifecoaching.com.
1: Well, thank you so much. And I wanted to tell my listeners that Janelle has put together this great freebie for the show. And you can find that freebie on the Rocky Retirement website. So she put together the 5 roadblocks to a happy life in retirement. It is awesome. Thank you, Janelle, for putting that together. And to get that, just go to rockyourretirement.com slash roadblocks. So we hope that you enjoy today's episode of Rock Your Retirement, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show.
0: If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com.
1: Hi, this is Kathy. When I'm not hosting Rock Your Retirement, I'm helping people with their Medicare insurance. One of the times you need to check your Medicare insurance is when you've moved. To get my free guide, Five Things You Need to Know About Medicare When You Are Moving, just go to medicarequick.com slash move. And in the meantime, listen to these cool disclosures. Neither Medicare Quick nor its agents is connected with the federal Medicare program. Medical insurance licensed in the states of California, Florida, Nevada, and Texas, and Medicare Advantage and Prescription Drug Plan service areas vary. California insurance license 797 Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116.